0: It's August 12th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, the Center for Disease Control announced new COVID recommendations yesterday, rolling back lots of restrictions. You may have seen that story, but what you probably didn't see is that half of America plans to ignore that advice. They refuse to move on. We're going to discuss who those people are and why their refusal matters. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put these two on your radar. First, the biggest fire in Cuba's history is out, but the crisis is just beginning. And that could mean a rush of migrants to our southern border. I'll update you on that development. Second, Ukraine's top law enforcement official says that once the war with Russia is over, everybody should buy more guns. That's a big policy change for that country. We'll discuss it. And finally, one more thing before I let you go, two questions from listeners, one about solar panels and the other about wanting some more good news. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention said yesterday that the agency was dropping virtually all of its restrictive COVID-19 recommendations. The goal, they said, was to streamline policies that make clear that we have to live with this virus. So you might be asking what changed and what did not well let's start first with what did not change if you test positive for covid 19 the cdc continues to say that you should isolate in your home for five days or so depending on how sick you are in other words if you're sick stay home and that sounds pretty darn reasonable but beyond this advice uh, the cdc actually changed pretty much everything that it had previously suggested first for kids if schools have been testing students every day or every week as a preventative measure no need broad testing they said is not a cost-effective solution test only when folks have symptoms except for places like assisted living facilities again that sounds pretty reasonable second the general demand to just quarantine people if they've been exposed well that is out for instance if a child who has been exposed to COVID wants to go to school they can and should. Adults, the exact same thing. You can go to work. If you start feeling ill, stay home. All right. Sounds pretty good to me. Third, the demand to stay six feet apart for social distancing, that is gone too. It turns out those stickers on the grocery store floor did not help at all. Agreed. Fourth, the at-home tests, they're fine, but they're not foolproof. So the guidance is, if you test positive, that's probably accurate. If you test negative, eh, doesn't mean as much. Just keep waiting for symptoms and then test. All right, again, fair enough. Finally, the CDC noted that the vast majority of people in this country, some 95%, have some layer of protection against COVID, whether through vaccination, past infection, or both. But did you hear that? The past infection part? So listen to the exact quote issued by the CDC. Infection-induced immunity has substantially reduced the risk of medically significant illness. In other words, natural immunity following infection is both real and important to help keep America safe. That's a big change. Lots of people for years have refused to believe that that could be true. So great news. One final note here, the CDC official who announced these changes, Dr. Greta Massetti, well, she said that the overall focus for the country moving forward should be that people must understand their own personal risk and that the risk factors for COVID complications are mostly for those age 65 and up, the obese, and people with underlying health issues. In other words, know your body, know your risk, and make your choice. So ladies and gentlemen, that is the latest from the CDC. And for what it's worth, their recommendations are what most reasonable people have been saying for a couple of years now. It's outrageous that it's taken so long, but it is nice to see public health officials catch up to common sense and actual science. The question is, why should you care about these CDC changes this morning? Because so many of us, well, we've kind of just moved on already. But that's actually the point. It's very important to remind ourselves that while you and I may have moved on, many Americans have not. On Tuesday, there was a study released from the Annenberg Public Policy Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, they found that about 45% of Americans have, in fact, moved on to their pre-COVID lives, but the other half have not. In fact, 23% of Americans say that they will never move on from COVID-19. They will never go back to their pre-COVID lives. Now, that has some very profound consequences for this country, because some of those people, the 23% of Americans, well, they are principals at schools. They are mayors and governors. They are even public health officials. In other words, they are people with profound power over your lives, and they refuse to follow the science. So if I were briefing you in the White House this morning, here would be my reflections on that and how to manage this deep divide. we need to first ask who these people are, not to throw arrows, but to understand what could be driving their fears. Well, thankfully, we have the answer. In that same study that I mentioned from the University of Pennsylvania, their data tell us exactly who these never-move-on folks tend to be. Now, they include first those who say that they are Democrats, and second, those who are aged 65 and up. So let's take that last group, the folks who are aged 65 and up. Now they have very good reason to be concerned about their immune systems, not just to deal with COVID, but all viruses. But that actually gives us an important opportunity to firstly clarify that we have fantastic care options now if you are hospitalized. Plus, public health officials should talk about the ways to boost your immune systems for this group of folks, like through good sleep, lots of exercise, and proper diet. In some cases, boosting vitamin D levels. In other words, folks age 65 and up have rational fears about COVID, and we can have rational conversations about how to address them. But it's that other group, the Democrats, that is more concerning. About a year ago, the Gallup organization surveyed Democrats and asked them this. What are the chances that someone who gets COVID will end up hospitalized? Now, the answer is between 1% to 5% of sufferers. But that's not what the Democrats thought. 70% of Democrats said that the hospitalization rate was not 1% to 5%, but 20 to 50%. And that is just incredible. Democrats wildly overstate the risk of COVID. So no wonder they refuse to move on. They are convinced that basically one out of every two COVID sufferers goes to the hospital. But, but why is that? Why is it the Democrats in particular got this number so very wrong? What is it about party affiliation here? Well, there was a study from Dartmouth University not too long ago that looked at how COVID was presented in the media. Now, that study revealed that nearly 90% of the news reports in this country were negative about covid And that's compared to just 50% in international media. Just to say that again, 90% negative here and 50% negative abroad. So it would be a logical conclusion then that Democrats have lost their ever-loving minds on this because they were filling their brains with negative COVID garbage. They have embraced fake COVID news. Now that doesn't mean that Republicans can't lose their minds too, by the way. This isn't a party thing. This is a human thing. People can be manipulated and it just so happens that on this COVID issue they have been wildly manipulated by their media outlets and their politicians. But this is really bad for the rest of us because some of those Democrats in madness are in charge of lots of things like cities and states, maybe your company or your child's school. So we can't just laugh this off. It's deadly serious. So how do we fix this? Well, It's tough because you cannot reason with someone when they are in a state of madness. Their emotions don't care about facts. So if you can't reason with mad people, maybe you could possibly encourage Democrat-leading media to reason with their followers. But I think that that is an impossible request. And that's because there's an old expression here at work. If it bleeds, it leads. The media sells panic because that sells newspapers and captures eyeballs. And so they have no incentive to calm nerves, only to inflame them. So that leaves Democrat politicians, perhaps the reasonable ones, who could start speaking truth to their frenzied crowds. But that would require that they admit at some point and at some level, they probably bought into the madness too. And you know what? That's just not gonna happen. I apologize for being a cynic here, but I just don't see that happening. So folks, I think that the blunt truth is that we are just going to have to ride this out. Just you, me, and the PDB. We're going to have to keep talking facts and data. And then you go out into the world, better armed, and you have those respectful conversations with your principals, your bosses, the mayors, whoever it might be, caught up in hysteria. Now, maybe those thoughtful conversations will break the fever, and that would be great. But if they don't listen, well, folks, you're probably going to have to take action. For instance, parents... You might have to move your kids to a new school or homeschool if you can. Perhaps you run for a seat on the school board or you get together with like-minded parents and you start suing all the school districts back into compliance. The point is, don't underestimate the madness just because in this case, the CDC's own fever seems to have broken, at least for the moment. Now, these people, bless their hearts, will try to ruin your life. They will try to pull America back into their COVID panic if we let them. So keep strong, get organized, and stay loud. But most of all, make sure you vote. Because while we can have compassion for these people, we must never submit to their crazy demands or the political leaders who make them. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, a closer look at what's on my radar. Two quick briefs for you, one on a big fire in Cuba and the other on guns in Ukraine. We'll be right back.
1: Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you, too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now.
2: Hey there. You've heard me talk about the importance of lifelong learning before. I mean, you should never be too old or too busy to learn something new. Now, we all know time is our most precious commodity, and and I know that it can be difficult to find the time to study, to learn, to improve your knowledge. That's why I'm excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in some of the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the Book of Genesis, The Meaning of the U.S. Constitution, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Republic, or The History of the Ancient Christian Church, with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free? Correct. I did say free. Look, sign up for the Constitution 101 course, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined and under attack, frankly, for more than a century by those who believe it can be changed on a whim or who view the Constitution as a document that can be changed whenever progressive ideas become fashionable. The course is self-paced, so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Look, our country always needs more citizens who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedoms of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and sprawling government. Go now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. Check it out. There's no cost and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register.
0: Folks, welcome back to the PDB. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put these two on your radar. First, an update on the massive fire in Cuba that I spoke with you about earlier in the week, one that could lead to a migration crisis at America's southern border. To recap that brief, there was a lightning strike in the Cuban city of Matanzas last Friday. Now, specifically, it struck a fuel tank at the port where the country receives the big super tankers full of crude oil and such. Now, that fuel depot is especially important because Cuba imports 60% of the fuel that the nation needs to power its electricity plants and keep the economy afloat. But that lightning strike didn't just affect one fuel tank. It set three others ablaze too, and it damaged the port. And that takes us to our update. The fire is now out. They got it under control only yesterday, actually. But the damage is just getting started. The port is now fully offline, and that means no substantial imports of oil or fuel for the foreseeable future. And in turn, that has led to growing electricity blackouts all throughout the country, 12 to 18 hours at a time in many places. And as a consequence, food is spoiling and tempers are flaring. There are no fans or air conditioning to offer reprieve from the summertime Cuban heat. And lastly, we're also seeing very long lines for the remaining gas and food and medicine in the country, in part because delivery trucks are stock Well, the upshot here is that things are going from bad to worse in Cuba, and over the next couple of weeks and months, that could lead to unprecedented developments, and one could be a rush by Cubans to our southern border. We've already seen a record number this year, over 150,000 Cubans, and this lightning strike disaster could bring even more, and that's why I will be watching this story very closely. Finally this morning, Ukraine's top law enforcement official is saying that despite the country's long history against private gun ownership, Ukrainians need to start buying more guns even after the war is over. So Kiev's interior minister said that Russia's war demonstrated that Ukrainian citizens can obviously handle weapons. I mean, After all, he said, the government's been handing out weaponry of all kinds to people to protect themselves against the Russians. And that kind of well-armed citizenry, he said, would be needed to defer Moscow in the future. Plus, he said, any post-war demand for people to surrender their weapons, quote, would not be respected since most Ukrainians will continue to feel unsafe, end quote. And that, of course, is because Ukraine is full of so many weapons, as he explained, frankly, mostly provided by us. And eventually, he said, criminal gangs will get a hold of most of them, and that will threaten peace throughout the country. Now, that's actually a concern that has been shared by Europe's top law enforcement agency, or Europol. The director of that organization said that they too expect major challenges for peace and security down the road in Ukraine by criminals because of, again, sad to say, our guns. So all this is pretty remarkable when you step back, this switch to a gun culture, because prior to the war, there were pretty substantial restrictions on who could own guns. In fact, civilians weren't able to own a weapon except for a hunting rifle. And most people in Ukraine, well, they were actually on board with that. Well, that is to say before the war. Now, not so much. Now, here's some interesting data on that. The number of Ukrainians who support broad gun ownership has doubled to 58%. Meanwhile, 39% oppose. That's according to a survey from May. It was the first poll ever in Ukraine to show that gun rights were more important to the people than gun control. It's funny how war will do that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, one more thing before I let you go. Two questions from listeners this morning, one about solar panels and the other about needing more good news. We'll
3: be right back. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to Trust & Will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust & Will walks you through the whole process step-by-step. Step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, health preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption, and you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just one ninety-nine. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash mike. That's trustandwill.com slash mike.
2: In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider. And to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off go to ahs.com mike now to save fifty dollars that's aah.com mike for fifty dollars off any plan american home shield protect what you don't expect see ahs.com contracts for coverage details including limit amounts fees limitations and exclusions
0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the pdb i've got one more thing before i let you go this morning two questions from two listeners first up clint from east texas he wrote in about the new climate bill that we discussed yesterday and specifically about solar panels so here's what he said do you think that it would be a good idea for myself and the rest of the pdb listeners to consider solar panels for our homes i mean it could help offset the cost of rising energy prices Now, I don't think that we should get rid of oil or coal. I'm just wondering for my own personal use. Clint, great question. Now, I want to remind you and everybody else listening this morning, I actually don't have heartburn with folks choosing whatever electricity supply that they choose. Let me just give you an example. On my family's ranch in Oregon, we use solar for our water troughs in the back 40 because there are no electricity lines. And the same is true with wind. My dad had a cow and calf operation in Nebraska, and he and his neighbors used windmills all the time for the exact same purpose, you know to pull water for the troughs. So I am all about whatever works for each person's needs. And so if you can pencil out solar panels on your home, plus the battery packs necessary for them, well then, do it. But if I were you, I would sure look at a few things. First, the safety profile of the specific panels that you're considering. If those things are made in China or Asia, no thanks. Second, I would consider the potential damage to your roof during installation. How confident are you in the installers that they're not gonna end up giving you a leak? Third, what is the plan for those solar panels when they go belly up and who pays for the cost? Now remember, I gave you a brief on that a while back. So to recap, many states haven't thought of where those dead solar panels go when they die or who has to pay for them. And inside those solar panels are lots of toxic chemicals, and you do not want those solar panels or the batteries in your local dumps. Now, Clint, some people decide to go a different route here. They'll sign a contract with a company that installs the solar panels on your roof, and in exchange, they will charge you a fairly low flat fee for your monthly electricity supply, but they retain ownership of the panels on your roof. Now, maybe that works for some people, but I don't want anyone on my property owning anything other than me. But anyway, keep me posted, Clint. Do what works best for you and your family. But hey, let's make sure that we keep reliable oil, natural gas, and coal for the national grid. Final question this morning from Stuart in Cash Valley, Utah. His email was entitled, Is there any good news out there? Well, all right, I love this. Here's what he wrote. I stopped watching the news for the most part years ago. I felt like my perspective on life was shifting from a glass half full to a glass half empty. And I didn't like where that was headed. Now, I appreciate what the PDB does, but I find myself having some of those similar feelings resurface. Now, I get it. Things need to change, and we can't just shut ourselves off from society. But I think I'd, I'd find it easier to do if I could also hear some good stuff every now and again. Would you mind? Stuart, challenge accepted. Let's start with some good news that you already know. Cache Valley is beautiful. My goodness, you are lucky to live there. God was awfully kind to you all out there. Beautiful place to wake up in. Meanwhile, Stuart, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to give you some good international news this morning. And second, I'm going to ask everybody to be on the watch for the exact same. Because in our world of challenge, there is joy. There's success and triumph, and it is important to remember and for me to talk about, so thank you for reminding me. So folks, keep your eyes out for good news that you think that fits with what we do here, internationally especially, but in your hometowns too. Maybe lessons learned on how to bring back businesses from abroad, or fixing up failing schools, maybe compassionate ways to help people caught up in the fentanyl crisis. Let's be creative. Let's see what we can do. The email address for those stories, as always, is pdb at thefirsttv.com. And with that, Stuart, here's some good news. When we first started talking about the wheat wars, I had you all pull out a map and we circled the globe of places near and far that needed wheat and other crops out of Ukraine. Now, one of those countries was Egypt. They import most of their food, including from Ukraine, and they were facing a real dire strait. Well, Egypt is getting some much needed relief this morning. If you remember, there was a Ukrainian ship that had been stranded in the Mediterranean Sea. There was actually an original buyer in Lebanon who decided at the last minute to cancel. Well, folks in Cairo said, yes, please, we will take that ship full of food. So 25,000 tons of desperately needed food is heading south right now to Egypt. Ah, one last bit of good news, actually on the personal front. The PDB had a record number of listeners this week. So look at us, Stuart. Good news all around. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Good day.
2: When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax- and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver, with amazing customer service and a buyback commitment. They pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an a from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Let's talk about shrubs. Okay, let's talk about shrubs and trees, not to mention bushes and really all plants in general. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000, that's 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? And we're not just talking about the great outdoors. They've got houseplants as well. And you can get adventurous if you want to and grow lemons, avocados, olives, fig trees right there. Fig, How about a fig tree inside your home? Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and ship directly to your door in one to two days. You order, and in one or two days, you got figs, olives, lemons in your house, and who knows what else outside your house. You can even speak to the specialists for a free consultation. They curated thousands of plants so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate, location, and needs. Seriously, that is a great idea, particularly for someone like me that lacks a green thumb. Now, whether you're looking to add some privacy, shade, or natural beauty to your yard, Fast Growing Trees is ready to help you make the right selection from their nursery. Right now, they have some of their best deals online, like up to half off on select plants and more. Listeners to my show get an additional 15% off when using the code PDB at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code PDB at checkout. Go now to FastGrowingTrees.com, code PDB. I'm telling you, this offer won't last forever. And tell them I sent you.